chapter. So Matthew 24 and go to Peter 3. So we're getting those Bibles, get one finger to Matthew 24 and put another finger into 2 Peter chapter 3. Is that good? So basically, if you're taking notes, whatever, what I'm going to be talking about today is end times. Can anyone say end times? Ooh, spooky. So who knows, there can be a lot of weird things about the end of the world, end times. Every occasionally you can be scrolling on social media and see something about some asteroid going to hit planet Earth and kill us all. Anyone seen those random reports and stuff about end times? And I think the Bible's very clear on end times, very clear on those kind of things. And so as a church, what's our vision? To be a large, relevant church of mature believers who love our community. And so we are to be a mature believer. And so often, I think in life, that mature believer, mature person is the way we act. So an immature person will do it like a tantrum in the supermarket. I want the chocolate. Eh. They'll have a, that's immature. But then there's a difference between, say, maturity and knowledge. We can know a lot, but not immature but sometimes maturity is knowledge and so i want us to give us some biblical insights into some knowledgeable things that can help us be mature so not just know a lot but be and mature a lot is that cool and so um uh with that we'll, go, we'll quickly now read um into uh uh matthew 20 we'll go to matthew 22 as i said and we'll read verses 42 to 40 so is that cool matthew 24 uh, verses 42 to 40. And so um, Jesus in the whole, I encourage you in your own time to read all of Matthew 24. Jesus is foretelling the future. so about what's going to happen when he's gone and stuff like that. But this is what it says in 42 to 44. Uh, so you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Uh, under, uh, understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he or she would keep watch and not permit the house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. And so the Son of Man is Jesus. Can everyone say Jesus? Now we're going to pray and believe that God can speak to us tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're going to awaken our hearts to be able to hear, so we can hear your voice, so that we can be mature believers. God, we just pray for boldness as the word of God comes into our hearts. And God, we pray for peace. May we live bold lives, God, but may we also live peaceful lives where we're not fearful, we're not worried, but we can take ground and step out and do and be who you want us to be. And everyone said, amen. And we just thank you, Jesus, that Richmond has the authority to be able to beat Adelaide in their grand final next weekend. Get on to that, guys. Saturday, it's going to be on. So on the screen, we see a picture there. B-R-B. Burb. Burb. Yeah? And so if on my iPad, that's my screensaver. On my phone, it's my screensaver. I got this from courtesy from Angus Santos Funny, if you're listening. Thank you very much. But who knows what B-R-B stands for? Be right back. There we go. So that's an acronym. Can everyone say acronym? Acronym for be right back. And so what does be right back mean? I'll return soon. Can everyone say, I'll return soon? And so we believe Jesus is going to be right back. We believe that Jesus is going to return soon. And so who knows what One Heart Church, One Youth is a part of. We're part of the ACC, which Leander just said, which is the Australian Christian Churches, which was formerly the AOG, which was Assemblies of God in Australia. Because it sounded weird, they changed it to the ACC. Who's so much more grateful for that? Because... Oh, what church are you part of? Oh, the Assemblies of God in Australia. Uh, okay. So ACC, Australian Christian Churches, it's just what we are. And so if you were to go onto www. or you can just go, don't even worry about the www. anymore, just go acc.org.au. We go to our website, which is about all of our, um, the ACC's beliefs, 
leadership and all that kind of stuff. And if you go to the South Australian site, you see Pastor Rob, South Australian's page, that's one. But, and so if you go to the tab about us and go to the tab what we believe, it has a thing of what as the ACC church believes, which is as a Christian, if we're part of One Heart Church, we should believe what we believe. Who agrees with that? And so the last line says this, we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back as he promised. Now, Jesus promised he's going to be our B. He promised he will return soon. And so where do we get this promise from? If you looked at John 14, 2 to 3, it says this. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I'll come and get you. That's cool. And so if you read 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 to 17, take note of that. That talks about the rapture. It doesn't use the word rapture, but that basically there's going to be a day where our soul man or soul woman is going to lift up something into the skies. Read 1 Thessalonians 4, 5, uh, 15, 17, and the rest of it stays below somehow. So I don't know how that's exactly going to work, but Jesus is going to come, and we're going to go up in the clouds of Jesus in the rapture. Everyone say rapture. And, but when is that going to happen? So Jesus, as we saw in John, is preparing a place for us. So that's where we're going to start praying now and go, God, we believe for that widescreen TV. We believe for that VR set. Because he's preparing the place for us. So we've got to give him some, some tips now. So then we, we get there and he comes down and we go up. But there, that's, that's another preaching for another day. But Acts 16, uh, no, sorry, Acts 16. I'm reading the numbers. Acts 1, 6 to 11 and then. So I'm going to read that one out of my Bible. Um, there we go. Acts chapter 1, 6 to 11 says this. The, and it's talking about the ascension of Jesus. So ascension, Jesus, rapturing up kind of. So when the apostles were with Jesus, so that's like the disciples, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore the, our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judah, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. Imagine that, just watching some bloke, just wish you just going. It's like, you know, when you see a balloon of helium in it and just goes yonder, and, just get, and it's like, it's gone. And so the next word, it says here, as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here? Uh, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been um, taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Interesting, interesting stuff right there. So these blokes are with Jesus. Jesus, is like you know, you're gonna have power from heaven, and they're like, yeah, we want some power. And then next minute, he's like a helium balloon going up into the middle of nowhere, and they're just staring and going. Now, that was right weird. And then two, like, angel blokes in white robes just stand, rock up, you know, like your robe, like after you sh- your bath or your shower kind of thing. It's just like, they just rock up, freshly showered. Boys, what are you doing? He's going to come down the same way he left up. So just like we're going to see a, a balloon just coming down, going, that's how you, but we'll, we'll get into that a bit later. And so if on the ACC website, talking about the, um, we believe that Jesus Christ is going to return as he promised. There's another tab just below. It says doctrinal basis. So that's like really deep, our beliefs. And so um, in 
Section 416, can everyone say 416, of the ACC's doctrinal base, it says it's the second coming of Christ. So that's the BRB, but they've had a bit more, more uh, English uh, statement. And this is what we believe. So this is what we believe as Christians, as ACC. We believe in the premillennial. Say premillennial. That's another preach for a Bible college another day. Imminent. Say imminent. And personal return of our Lord Jesus Christ to gather his people to himself, having this glorious hope and earnest expectation, we purify ourselves even as he is pure, so that we may be ready to meet him when he comes. So for those that of us know, the premillennial reign, so a millennium is a thousand years. So we believe there's going to be a, a thousand year millennial reign. Now, how that works doesn't really matter in the day Jesus is coming back. That's what we've got to focus on. Imminent. Now, who can who knows what imminent means? It's got it's about to happen. Now, now mind the potty the potty example, but who knows when you are busting? Like it is imminent. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you got to go. That is an imminent situation. I had a friend Kyle Emery, and he used to always talk about turtlenecking because he was like it, he reckons it's like term, turtlenecking, and so it's like it's imminent. Like that something is coming, and it is coming quick, and. We believe that Jesus is coming, just like when you got to go, Jesus is coming like that. And so we gotta, we got to be ready for it, just like you got to be ready to go to the toilet and you got to be ready. And I know it's a bit of a bad example, but we've got to have that same anticipation to, for Jesus. Um, then the next one says personal. We believe um, it, like in per, like the uh, imminent and personal return of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we believe oh, we believe Jesus Himself, the legit Jesus. Now we were talking a few weeks ago about um, like what are we covered in the legit gravy or the fake salad dressing? We believe the legit Jesus is coming, not some fake imitation that looks like him but tastes yuck. No, the real Jesus is coming. Then the next one we saw there it says about pur- we're going to purify ourselves because. Jesus himself is pure. And a few weeks ago before that, we talked about mash and gravy, and we don't want lumps and, and impurities. We want to be consistent because that is good. And so we've got to live good lives. Listen to the podcast to get more information about those statements. But keep going. 2 Peter 3.4 says this. What happened? So this is very powerful in 2 Peter 3.4. So it says this. So basically, Jesus has died, right? Rose again. And then he kept sort of flashing in and out of earth. So the disciples would be like, oh, sweet, we saw Jesus. Next minute, Jesus is gone again. Then they'll be somewhere else. Oh, Jesus, you're back again. And then eventually he goes up and they never see him again. And so say, let's just say, for example, this might be 50 years later because Peter's still alive. So it's before Peter's dead and he's writing a letter to some people. Um, so it might be 30, 60 years after max since Jesus finally went yonder into the the sky like the balloon. What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? That's what people asked him. And so let's do the math for us today now, right? What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? So uh, let's just say Jesus was born 2017 years ago, because that's what we believe, that 2017 started the year of Jesus' birth. So it's been 2017 years since Jesus died. Then, uh, so that, and say, they reckon Jesus lived around 30 years. So that means that, Jesus left earth around, say, 16, 1963 years ago. That's when Jesus went, what? It was about 1963 years ago, so 2,000 years. Jesus went up in the sky, ascended about 2,000 years ago. And so we can ask the question, why is Jesus taking so long? We can ask that, 
it, we've, he's went up yonder, come down. Why has it taken 2,000 years for him to return? It better be a good palace up there. <laughs> the construction must be legit. But then, so then, skip a few verses to 2 Peter 3.9. It says this, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people may think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Verses 10, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. And so other translations talk about a thief in the night. And so we see here that Jesus isn't taking his time for the sake of going, oh, well, I'm just taking my time. No, he has so much love and so much that he wants to make sure there's as many people possible can make a decision to follow him and repent of their sins. He's, so he's actually taking his time for the sake of seeing people saved rather than for the sake of just wasting his time. And so, but then with that, we got as we read before about the burglar stuff in Matthew, he's, it says in Peter, but the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly. And so we've we got to be prepared. And so um, why is Jesus being slow? He want, why is Jesus being slow? He wants everyone to join the party of heaven. And so in Luke 15, I encourage you to read some of these in your own time, but if you've grown up in kids' church, you probably would have heard a lot of stuff. But in the Luke, it all talks about the lost thing. So who's heard about the parable of the lost sheep? So there's like 90, 100 sheep, 99 are still there. One's went, went yonder. And so the shepherd's like, I've got to find my sheep, right? Who's heard that story? It says this in Luke 15. But talk, yeah, so the farmer lost his sheep, and it, then he talks about, come rejoice with me when he's found the sheep. And in Luke 15, 7 says this, in the same way, there is joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than 99 um, just persons who, who need repentance. I think I wrote that wrong, but does that make sense to you? And, same way. and so, yeah, basically, there is more joy in heaven. There's a bigger party in heaven when one person repents and turns to God than if there's no party that needs to turn have a relationship with God. And so then um, the next story in Luke 15, Jesus talks about an old lass that has a money bag, loses one somewhere, and then uh, she pretty much gathers the whole town around when she finds a lost coin and says, come rejoice with me. And so then in Luke 15, 10, it says this, in the same way, there is more joy in the presence of God's angels when one sinner repents. And so just like an old lass finds a coin and goes, whoa, I found my coin again. Just like a farmer finds a lost sheep and goes, whoa, I got my sheep back again. There is a deadly party going on when one person chooses to, to Jesus to be the Lord of their life. And that's why Jesus is taking his time on earth because we want that party in heaven to erupt so much greater than it would right now. So that's why Jesus is taking his time. The, Jesus was clear on that. Back to the start to summarize. Matthew 24, 42 to 52. I'm just going to read that just one more time. I get to my stringy nabob. So it said this. So you too must keep watch for you don't know the day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he wouldn't keep watch. Uh, uh, he would keep watch and not permit the house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Now, can anyone say Home Alone? Home Alone is one of the best movies ever. Who's seen, who's seen all four Home Alones? All four. But the first one like, is about Kevin, right? Who knows Kevin? So he was being naughty, and he goes up to another room, and then the parents all leave on the holiday, and he's left behind. Who knows what I'm talking about, right? And it's like, and then he figures out burglars are coming. Thieves are coming to steal stuff from their house. And so this is where my dread as a kid was like, 
I've never grown up in a two-story house. And I'd be like, man, this is so unfair. If robbers would come, I'd be able to do nothing to stop them from, like, I used to love how he'd have the steps and he'd have the things that roll down and knock them out like bowling. I'm thinking, how am I meant to do this? I got nothing in my house to be able to stop burglars. But we'll go keep to the thing. Um, and so <laughs> but, and so he set up booby traps all the place. And he was not scared of the burglars. That's right. He did not have any fear. But he was prepared to say, no burglars, I am ready for you to come in. And you are not going to steal nothing easily from my property, right? He was prepared for them. And so when we, have, when we leave our house, when we leave work, if, when we leave our car, we lock it. Why? Because we don't want it to be stolen. We don't want our stuff stolen. Is that right? We lock our stuff because we want it to stay inside the house because we are prepared for burglars to come. Otherwise, we would be prepared if they were to come while we're there. We'd get the police, hey, cops, get these burglars away. And so we don't, uh, we don't know when Jesus is coming, but we need to prepare for it. And so we've got to be expectant. We've got to have a wow, a wonder, and awe, of, and no fear. I think so, too often in life, people can be so fearful, so like, oh, this, I'm scared. The rapture's got to happen. But it's not about to be about fear. Because, for example, with, with Kevin in Home Alone, he was not scared of the burglars, but he was prepared for them. And so this is the main point. If you're taking notes, don't be scared, be prepared. Can everyone say that? Don't be scared, be prepared. And so with, with the whole end times rapture, the whole thing that Jesus talks about, it's not for us to be scared. With the burglar situation, it's more going, you know what, we've got to be so prepared because just like they could come at any moment, and we, we live our lives like that. We live, I lock my house when I'm not there, not because I'm scared, but because I'm prepared because I go, you know what, you could come unexpectedly and I'm not going to let you unexpectedly take what need, doesn't need to be taken. But in the reverse with the kingdom of God, we've got to live a prepared life an unscared life, we're not fearful of things, but we're not, I'm prepared that I'm living in such a way that I'm ready for Jesus to return. That I, I have made the decisions to make the things right in my life, that when Jesus comes, I am ready for that. And so we, can, we don't have to live in fear of the return. We've got to be prepared and expect and go, yeah, I cannot wait to join the party of heaven, right? And so last, to finish off, can everyone say Wayne Alcorn? Now, I just got a quote here that he's, I've heard him say before. I don't know if he invented it, but it says this. Live like he's coming tomorrow and plan as, he's, as if he's coming in 100 years. And so that's the way we've got to live our life. We've got to plan like Jesus is going to be here tomorrow. Do things like he's going to be here tomorrow, like with that expectancy, but plan like he's going to come in 100 years. And so we could be like, oh, I hate school. Jesus, can you just come back tomorrow? But we've got to live life go, you know what? If he doesn't come back tomorrow, I've also got to make sure I'm doing what needs to be done that if he was going to be coming in 100 years. And so I just want to give you that bit of a wisdom to go, you know what, guys, we've got to live with going, you know what, God, I'm prepared for you to come right now. I've done all I can to see my friends saved, to see the people in my community loved. But at the same time, if you don't, well, I'm prepared enough for you to come in 100 years. Is that cool? And so finally, Matthew 24:30 says this, they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and glory. So basically... This is, this is what the Bible says. The Son of Man will return on the clouds of heaven with power and glory. So basically, there's a high chance Jesus is going to come back in England because it's always cloudy. But other than that, when you look outside your window in the morning, if there's no clouds, well, you, that's preparation time. When the clouds are there, you listen for a trumpet sound because Jesus could be imminent. So there you go. It says there he'll be coming on the clouds. So when you see clouds, there's a high chance Jesus is returning. No clouds. 
Well, don't sin, but just know that, that you've, got a, you've got a few more hours left. There we go. I'll pray it out. Is that cool? I'll pray it out. God, we just thank you that you can help us be mature believers. We just pray that this bit of wisdom about end times stuff, God, that we can have clarity in our lives, that we can have a bit of just open perspective, that we can live a life where we're not fearful, we're not scared, but we will be prepared. And God, just like Kevin made booby traps and did things to prepare his house, God, we pray that there'll be the opposite of booby traps in our lives, but we be prepared that we are setting up people to be the lost sheep, to be the lost coin, that we see a party brewing something awesome in heaven. And God, we just thank you that you're going to be returning. Your return is imminent and help us not waste the moments in our life. But may we take every moment by the, bu- the horn of the bull and believe for God for you to move in Richmond. God, and we just thank you if you return because Adelaide's going to win. We thank you for that in advance.